This is episode 157 of Three Songs Podcast. With Mike Hogan and Bob Sinich. Sixty-third birthday. Yeah, um, and just such a beautiful song, you know. Just shows the versatility of him as an artist. Well, just an amazing guitar player, wouldn't he? Right. I mean, how many other punk you bands know. were putting songs like that on their albums in 1984? I mean, if you got them, put them on there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. please, you know. Uh huh. For sure. Well, yeah. Welcome, Bob. Good to talk Especially to you. Especially in the um in the you know, the impatience era as I like to call it. Like the um <laughs> limited, like um keep it short, like attention span, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't have ADHD when I was a kid. Well, the irony or, there is that song is nearly two minutes, which makes it one of the longer songs on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, they're before their time. We've talked about them a, a million times, and we like to reference them as much as possible. D Boone from the Minutemen. Yeah, absolutely. Would, would have been his 63rd birthday today. Yeah. Um, died December 20th of 85, December 22nd of 85. Yeah. I was actually fill, filling out, uh, I think I probably said this on the, the Minutemen um, show we did, but I was filling out my ballot result, and my friend uh, Nordy called me up and told me that he'd heard that D Boone had died. Mm. Yeah, you didn't have the internet back then. You had to rely on friends to pass mm-hmm. the news. Um, but yeah, such a yeah. sad, sad. So how are you going? How are you going? You going all right? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm excited to yeah, talk yeah. to you. I I, uh, I think we've got a, a really interesting show tonight, and I have a feeling because we're playing kind of more obscure stuff in some ways. I have a feeling this is a show that um, uh, may have lower listenership, but that's okay. 
think it's going to be. Not, we're not, we don't care about listenership. Um, I'm going to start us. I'm going to start us off with it. Actually, what I like, you know, I think a term that's actually underused, which I always liked in music criticism, is the closet classic. Mm. Yeah. You know that. You know that always stuck with me. A closet classic. You know, it's like an the, MTV the, term, right? It might have might have been. That you know, they, I probably learned it from MTV when when I was a teenager. Yeah, they used to show those the, the old videos, and they'd call them closet classics. And they were brilliant. That they was were. like the best part of MTV. It like, was. Closet classics on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, totally. Like they're not playing Journey right now; they're playing a closet classic. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Which means they were playing playing like some sort of like Jimi Hendrix live thing, which was you yeah, know, or mind like blowing. Black Sabbath. I remember they. Yeah, were, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is a punk rock closet classic. I'm going to have Reckless Eric from East, East Sussex, released in 1977. Um, stiff Records. Very influential. Stiff, yeah, Stiff Records, which, you know, I think he kind of had an interesting situation with Stiff um, that actually didn't work out. Um, but 1973, he went to art school in Hull. Hmm. And um, he's from way down south um new haven like a tiny place in east sussex and um somewhere along the line um he created the song in hull and it's it's is eric golden g to the o to the u to the l to the d and it's his most well-known song a celebrated closet classic whole wide world
then they called it punk because they didn't know what else to call it. That's just a good, good rock song to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I wonder if Chris Knox would have heard that. I think he might have. Yeah, I would imagine, right? Because it does have a great Chris Knox vibe to it. It does. Our hero from Tall Dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know who he's married to now, Reckless Eric? Well, no, yeah, I mean, he's married to Amy Rigby. He is. Do you know how he met her? Uh, I don't. He met her in Hall. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And they live in... What a band uh, nine. They live in upstate New York. They live in upstate. Yeah. Yeah, upstate New York. And um, apparently in 1999, and I... I have to verify this. It must have been at the Adelphi, the Adelphi Club. Um, mm-hmm. Amy Rigby was playing solo, and she covered one of his songs. And can you imagine that? Like, Amy, <laughs> yeah, that would be know, great. Like, you know, like you're just in the with 80 people in the Adelphi Club, and somebody plays one of your songs, and like you introduce yourself to her, and you know, that's kind of a that's going to give you some confidence. You yeah. Know, when, so maybe maybe he was really you know years prior writing that song I'll go to the whole wide world just to find her and she shows up in Hull and plays one of his songs. Yeah, but Amy Rigby, of course, from the Shams and Last Roundup, and you know we've definitely played her on the program, haven't we? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played her. In fact, two episodes in a row I played her because uh, I love her stuff so much. Um, yeah, but the uh, you know and she was used to be married previously married to Will Rigby of, yeah. of the DBs. Yeah. So there you go. And I've played Will as well, right? Well, I mean, you know, it's a great axis. But, like, um, let's talk about Reckless Eric. He made the he made an album in 78, which is a great album. Yeah. And, his, his, and then he, I think he existed, like, primarily until, like, 82, and he had a falling out with Stiff. He didn't like the... Um, I'm sure, you know, I mean, keep in mind, Stiff had like Elvis Costello and like, mm-hmm. uh, we could, you can reel them off, can't you? Uh, I mean, they're, they're yeah, big label, Tenpole right. Tudor, yeah. I believe, you know, I don't have it in front of me, the list or I anything. Don't, I don't either, but yeah. They, it was a big independent, it was one of the first famous logo, of course, brilliant logo, but. Um, yeah, right up there so with Rough so many, Yeah, so many cool artists were on the label and like. I think Reckless Eric thought he was getting the shaft, and um, he's bailed out. But he still goes, you know, and he plays with his wife, Amy Rigby. They, I think they recorded an album together. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, still going, still playing. Which I haven't listened to, actually, myself. But uh, You know, I don't think I've heard it either. Well, uh, we, we must get around to that. We, but like, we, you know. we absolutely should. Um, maybe, Maybe we'll featured on another show maybe i'll dive in and yeah. pick a song and we'll play it. well dimitri if dimitri was on tonight he'd, he'd already you know yeah played one right <laughs> yeah that's fair i'll have to get dimitri back dimitri you know, was he's great. doing well yeah yeah um well thank you thank you for reminding me of reckless eric because he's somebody i haven't listened to in a long time and um you know dig his stuff so you're welcome mike um I will change the vibe up a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to play a band who started This is actually from their debut album in 1977. Um the album was called Free Yourself and the same year different vibe. Same year different vibe. Um they they released the album under the name Experience Unlimited and they la- later shortened it to EU. Um and <laughs> 
they they put out a famous song in um, the late 80s called Debut. You remember that song? Doing Debut. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this was yeah, um, yeah. this was about 12 years prior to that um, from their first album for yourself. This is called Functus Experience Unlimited. These <laughs> Thank you. 
one. Back in the day, Bob, when you were um, DJing shows, if you put that one on, I bet people would start moving. Well, no, I wasn't DJing back then. I was nine years old. I think, well, no, I'm not out. saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying back pre-pandemic. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about that was, you know, you mentioned to Bob, like that was a huge part of of school days. Yeah. Spike right. Lee, like exactly. Um, and then some of those were associated with Dust Brothers, who, of course, are really responsible for multiple. I don't know which ones. You know, Dust Brothers oh, yeah, are the ones sure. that really sort of changed the face of. They had a, a radio show in Pomona. Yeah, um, it, I mean it's kind and of crazy. They, I mean they changed. I mean they basically are kind of like sample based music. You know, and they kind of like changed the face of Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique. Mm-hmm. It's all all over it, and Odelaide. For sure, by back. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least one or two of those were associated with those guys. Yeah. Well, and it's, lead singer was Sugar Bear. Lead singer was Sugar Bear, but he didn't sing on that. He didn't sing. No, that first album is pretty. I think it's all all instrumental or mostly instrumental. Um, but uh, really good, funky. I mean, that gives you a feel of it. It's just interesting that they were a band. I think if people remember EU or Experience Unlimited, they think of them as a one-hit wonder because of Debut. Um, but no, they, there's way more too. There they is. They were around for 13, 12, 13 years before Debut. Exactly. Like they're DC, the huge following in DC. They're like the totally. kind of totally. quintessential go-go music. Totally. I mean, it's pretty. Which rare. is actually a very well-named genre, Mike. Go-go. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. it's relative. Get it up. I think it's fairly rare that you have. I mean, I think you can think of a few examples. The the bands, the quote one hit bands, that had a, a pretty long career before their one hit. Um, you know, Chumbawamba would be a good example too. Yeah. Um, but uh, at yeah. least they got at least they got the one hit. <laughs> at least they got the one. And hit. then they and then like I think that like those dudes have like cashed in on us. You know. On their style, yeah, yeah, more power and to them. They're, you know, major studio influences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which you know, it, it's definitely worked out for them. But and I don't even know if they're still around. But I know they have like a. Their following in DC was huge. Yeah, I mean the last they did put out an album in um, 2006. So they they you know I don't know if they're still current, but um, at least they went into the 2000s. They recorded for about 30, yeah, well, 30 years. So, Let's hope they're all still alive and kicking and enjoying the fruits of their labors and influence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all we can hope for. Anyways, I'll, I'll take us to Lebanon. I'll take us to Paris. Like um, An artist that originated in Beirut um, played it's not completely... It's not a complete pivot, Mike. <laughs> that's okay. Play, um, yeah, I'm going to play Yasmin Hamdan. Um, it was in a brilliant band. Um, actually sort of changed the face of like Lebanese like pop music in a band called Soap Kills um, in the late 90s, um, which, keep in mind, it would have been rather controversial to be playing the, you know, this type of music in, in Lebanon then. And um, subsequently, she 
made a bunch of records. She moved to Paris and she made a bunch of records under the name Yaz. You, you can capital Y asset or Y period, A period, S period asset. And now she just now she's just a solo artist. So I'm gonna play one from her 2009 album, which is a great album called Arabology. And this is um, a song called Azza, A-Z-Z-A, from Yasmin Hamda. <laughs> Um, heroin for you, a little pop music from Lebanon. Well, actually, Paris is, is Paris, isn't it? Is all her Released stuff... on Universal Music France. Yeah, is all her stuff kind of like that? Similar vibe? No, I mean, like, the Soap Kills stuff is, is weirder. I could have played one of those. Um, I just dig it. Do you, do, you, do you want to? Is there one that you'd want to play? You want to follow it? I mean, yeah, give me a sec. Soap Kills, 
S O A P K I L S. Okay. Yeah. I'm pulling them up. Let me find it for you. Um, but yeah, so you said they they started in the late '90s. Um, they're not one of the bands that blew Pavement off the stage, are they? No, we never had the opportunity to play with them. Thank God. <laughs> They'd have hurt us. <laughs> um, you got it in front of you? I do. Pick a song. Here we go. That's in the, I'm gonna find you. Oh my god, I gotta find you a good one, Mike. You're putting the pressure on. I am. Yeah, we're we're keeping this. We're keeping it real. We're um, you know, improvising as we go. It's like jazz. Oh my phone press up. Oh my phone. Um, there's one that's uh, it's one that starts with a G. It's like um, a... Galbi. Yeah, play that one. That one's amazing. Okay, playing it right now. Yeah, Here yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, my phone froze. I'm outside tonight. It's all good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I like that. I like that a bit more than the first song you played. Not, not that I. Yeah, the first one's. Uh, I understand. It's I not, understand, Mike. But like, let me tell you what happened. Like, that's great. So about six weeks ago, I'm sitting like in my chair and like, um, for whatever reason, Mike, <laughs> um, I'm listening to like, I'm exploring Lebanese pop music. I like that. Okay. Yeah, and. Um, the morning routine had ended and the afternoon and evening routine was beginning. And I do playlists um, for the bar where uh, Whitney works, uh, the Bartender's Handshake, which is you know, it, it is a really great bar in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, do, I, I send them music playlists two or three times a month. And I was, you know, so like in, in addition to like songs you've heard, like I try to come up with Songs that sort of fit the vibe of the bar, um, so you got to kind of introduce sultry to that, you know. Yeah. And um, so I stumbled upon that, and I, listened, I spent like about an hour and a half listening to Yasmin Hamdan, and um, and what I mean, they've ended up on a couple of playlists. So that's, like, <clears throat> that's you know, really, I'm no expert. Yeah, no, that's you know. cool. I, I I dug that, and it's funny that you use the word sultry because that's the word I was thinking too. It's yeah, like, no, I mean, got she's, a definite vibe. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, have you gotten your Sexories album yet? I know you ordered that too from Mexico City. I did not. No, in fact, they, yeah, I'm waiting on that. I got a notice from them. No, no I mean, we're not going to, you know, that's a, they, that was like 20 episodes ago. It, it was, and they emailed and said that there was an issue with the pressing plant and it's delayed and they were very sorry. So, yeah, we just got to be patient. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah. One of those yeah, things. Yeah, we'll look forward to that day. That'll exactly. be a great day. Exactly. Um, all right. Cap well, our, we'll cap, uh, cap our t- tips. We'll <laughs> cap tip our caps to uh, <laughs> Yasmin Hamdan and Sex Stories. Yeah. Um, cool. Got to keep the three song spot sultry, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, I will. This this next. Like you're funking out over there. I am funking out, and this next one is not sultry, but it is international. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Germany, um, in the early oh. '80s. Uh, this was. You said I like this. Oh, yeah, so I guarantee, I said before the show, I said, I guarantee you will like this band. Um, yeah, the band, excuse my ignorance for never hearing of the family Hasselbach. The family Hasselbach, yep, they were a yeah. German new wave punk band um, in the early 80s. They released um, a couple records, really one that was only um, a cassette, I think, and then later was reissued. Uh, in 2015, um, as a double LP, but um, but even still, like incredibly limited. I mean, I think there was only maybe 150 copies reissued when it was reissued in 2015. Um, so their stuff is pretty obscure and somewhat hard to find. Um, How'd you hear of them? Uh, someone posted something on a music blog that I follow, and. Um, mm. And so I just I kind of insider information insider information I just I checked it out and and um, they have their their self titled record came out in 1982 I'm gonna play a song from it and it's been reissued by a German label last year called Play Loud Productions so you may be able to find um, somewhat reasonably priced uh, you know recent reissue of it. Um, but it's just cool. Can you band camp them? 
maybe. The label, I, maybe the label. Maybe the label. Yeah. Um the label is Play Loud Productions. Um and so I think that's that's why it was around this reissue. And even still the reissue is only four hundred copies in a white cover and a hundred copies in a spray paint. Oh lord. Cover. So yeah, it's it's still Broker relative, sip. Rel- yeah, exactly. Relatively hard to find. But um but Little I dug brother. it and I really, you know, like I listened to it and really, really liked it. So I may even play two because I guarantee, like I said, I guarantee you will like this. And the first one I'm going to play is only a minute 30. So if you do like it, I'll play a second one. Oh, let's double bubble it. She only hit me with 90 seconds of the family. This is called Woe Bist Du Sie Finden. Uh, my journey. Yeah, again, is- we're keeping in mind we're playing four songs back to back. We have no idea what they're talking about. Exactly. It could be saying like, Right, kill your you know, mother. Who knows? But, what else? Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you'll dig. You'll dig. And this. we have played an instrumental song, at least like Reckless Eric. Eric, we could hear like what he was singing <laughs> about. What he was like, singing about. Yeah. Um, there's I, that. I have no idea what this is about, but I know you'll. And then I think the rest of the show. Yeah, I think the rest of the show is like basically the the current theme of the show is like we have no idea what anybody's talk, <laughs> talking about aside from Reckless Eric. Uh, Lael yeah, Neal. So, we'll play, you know. By the way, apparently like um, the Aza song, the Yasmin Hamdan song on the Arabology, um, we're, I mean, this is, you know, anyways, what a great program. It's okay. What a great program. Uh, here yeah. you go. Uh, Family Hesselbach, 90 seconds of, of power. Did you did you like that song? Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, you can't like. You know, that's one thing about music. Yeah. That I've learned over the years is you can't like build it up too much. That's true. That's true. Then you're just like expecting wild magic. I, I like, just, I just mean it's gonna blow like, your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Like, I, I, you know, when people that. like even when you were 13 years old, somebody like would say like. I've done this to my nephew, Adam, like, you're absolutely going to love this. And, like, so he listens to it and he thinks his mind's going to be blown. <laughs> and, and, like, he thinks, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right, Uncle Bob. You know. <laughs> I just say that because <laughs> it's got this kind of, like, post-punk, um, you know, like. No, vibe. I mean, obviously the vibe's cool. Yeah. It actually kind of reminded me of, like, German Naked Reagan. 
Yeah. Yeah, I could, see, I could. I could. That's funny. I, funny you say that. I could see that. Throb, throb. Like without, it's not. It's not as like heavy or metalish or whatever. But like, it's not. It's kind of like throb, throbby. In the in the um in the meantime, in the ninety seconds that that was playing, I have gone to playloud.org, which is the record company's website, and discovered that the spray painted um version cover version of the album is sold out. But for twenty-two euros, you can you can buy one of the uh, normal white it's covers. Twenty-seven US. Yeah, um, plus shipping. So it'll probably set you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. A fair, a fair. Maybe let's say forty. Just just a round. Far number. more wealthy listeners. Um, so, it, but it is still available, and I'll play one more. At least you've kept this under four figures, Mike. Sometimes that's, you say like you'll true. you know. That's preface true. one of these things to be like you can get this for eleven hundred dollars. I'll play. I'll play one more song just to convince you. Um, Calm Mitt. So K O M M. Paul Mitt. K O M. Like I don't know if it's a play on the English word commit, um, but it's K O M M and then the word Mitt, which I know is German for with. So come with. I don't know. Yeah. Some of our German listeners can. Yeah, yeah. On that. Udo, maybe. It's like when you order a, um, when you're like in the middle of the night in Germany and you stumble to like the street cart to buy a curry burst and they say mit senf, which means yes. with, with mustard. Yes, there you go. Mit senf. Yeah. The, yeah, I, I know, um, yeah, th- words like mit because of, uh, yeah, <laughs> menus. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to read menus, like, you know. <laughs> exactly. Keep in mind, like, you know, basically. I haven't left central Iowa in 14 months and um, you're, you've been basically in Portland for, have you left the Portland area for the last year? Mm, I mean, I drove. Oh, you've done some beach trips. You've done some like yes. inner state. Yes. Have you left yes. Oregon? No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So no. Um, you live in a more dynamic place. Yeah. Uh, you know, I may, I can't remember if I drove across cause you know, it's like, and Portland's been the center of the universe many times. That's true. You know, I'm like I'm sitting yeah. ten miles away from the state of Washington. I don't think I drove over the bridge in that time, but um, yeah. anyway, uh, you'll get you'll get there, Mike. I Baby will. steps. I will. Anyways, um, play Mitt Senf. Calm, calm, family. calm. Mitt is the name of the song. I will play it. Okay. Here you go. Thank you. It's a little longer and it's it's a little different vibe, but I think you will like it. <laughs> I'm sure, I will.
enjoyed that thunderous. Yeah, different vibe, a little little heavier and a little more Germanic. Mid eighties, mid eighties. You know what part of Germany? Um, it says. Let's see. I I can find that out. Um, mm-hmm. They were from Tubingen. 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 Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah, I think it's probably closer to Austria if I had to guess. Tubingen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I I dig. I mean, like they even have songs that are almost like I don't want to say this and sometimes this can be like a bad word but like their their take on like the German early 80s late 70s kind of version of ska Um, you know this this kind of bastardized it sounded way more German than ska well but they must have had a ska influence do you want me to hear uh, there's a two minute song I'll play two minutes I'll play the one that's sort of ska-esque you want to hear it? You get a triple bubble. Triple bubble. Family. Triple bubble. Family Hasselback. Yeah, you fall in love with this band. Uh, you know, I just I've I dug them. And, and, and it made a, me a tour manager. It made me wonder how many other bands <laughs> like that, like this, are there out there that maybe put out one record, put out you know a tape locally, and then just kind of fell off the map um, and never really made it over to us. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool so, with that, Mike. You know, I mean, like, Lord. Do you want to hear one more? Troopsol? No? You don't? Absolutely. Okay. What do you, can I, I mean, like, can you imagine if I said, no, Mike, don't play it? I mean, it's Zenyatta's <laughs> birthday, too. That's right. You know, it's, yeah, it's Zenyatta's Zenyatta birthday. Zenyatta and you know. Um All right, Troopsol. Family Hesselbeck. Yeah. Come on, Zenyatta, run another one.
those three songs were all from the same album. Talk about like wildly diverse styles. Well, they had a lot going on, but like uh, I think one thing to clarify is that two of your favorite bands of all time, including on D Boone's 63rd birthday, are the Minutemen, or yes. Minutemen and the X. That's true. This right. True. So, like, they fit. Yeah. Those vibes. Right. <clears throat> right. It's like they were doing in Germany uh, the same sort of things that w- were happening with the X in the Minutemen at the same time. And that's. So, I think I, they, they probably, like, maybe had seen the X and, like, bought a couple of dope bought a copy of Double Nickels on the Don. Yeah. Well, but that was 1982, so that would have been pre... But yes, I would imagine they would have later bought Double Nickels on the Don. Yeah. Still there? I am. Okay. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said I would imagine they would have later bought Double Nickels on the Don, because that was recorded in 1982. Uh, right. But uh, but yeah, just just a good good recent discovery. I, I uh, them. And I think they're really good. The first one, actually, that you played, the 92nd one, wasn't as good as the last two, but who cares what I think? <laughs> I don't even really care what I, I think, Mike. See you, know, that, you know that about me. I, I don't really care what I think. It's funny because sometimes <laughs> I realize I pick the wrong songs for you. And in fact, this is I think I'm, I might do a theme show coming up where I play bands. You play the right songs for me. I play the right songs from bands that I had played for you in earlier shows that you didn't like. There's only been a handful of them. Um, we do. We are due for a revisit of previous artists. I mean, oh, yeah. We are. We are. Actually, yeah. you know. Uh, we actually make that like 160 to 169. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it'd probably be a good idea. It's around 157. Yep. For what it's worth. Yep. And um, yeah, we should probably do. Let's do a revisit um, 10 pack. Okay. Like we can that. do them like kind of like in a two week period because that'll be fun, be easy. It'll be really easy. I like you know? that idea. I like that idea. And yeah. um, one of the ideas that I've had is, uh, you tell me if you're down, a whole show devoted to the feelies. Well, I mean, have we done that? We've done the feelies. We've only played one song from the feelies, but I think we could do. A oh, whole come show. on! Yeah, believe it or not. Um, I think it must have been like an episode three or something. It was. It was. It was the one you played claves on the beginning of uh, the really long slow fade yeah. in for the boy with perpetual nervousness. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so classic sure. rock. Classic rock. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I'll go to the same piece of geography as the Feelies. I'll play seventy-five dollar bill. Who we've definitely not played on the show. We have not. A band that has made a kind of a an impact in the last decade. They have. Um, um, in sort of like a hipster element. Um, their followers I would describe as like kind of people in the net. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And when um, I've listened to them, like... Um, I often thought like, oh, like the college radio me would like really get into this and like, but now it's like whatever I am now. $75 bill. Yeah. $75 bill, which is a great band name. Yeah. Um, and these guys, it's just a two piece. Che Chen on guitar, Rick Brown, who was in V effect and Curlew. Curlew, of course, when you're a member of Curlew, then you're playing with like, Monsters of the game. Mm-hmm. 
monsters with like um, innovative music. I mean, the cellist Tom Cora, yep, Bill Laswell on the bass. Tom Cora, of course, played with the X. Did two albums with the X. Yeah, I mean, Fred Frith, for God's sakes. Yep. We actually we have not talking about feed. We could actually do a Fred Frith Feelies show, but yeah, sure. The they F's, probably all know each other. I don't know section. these any of these people. <laughs> um, but like, um, and Rick Brown you, was in Fish and Roses, and and was in your label mate, um, Run On, released two albums. Yeah, Matador without elect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so seventy five dollar bill, I think, has made three or four records, and it's just a two piece, and they kind of tour regionally. I know they amble down to Philadelphia and like. They don't leave the region often, but their live shows are rather legendary. I've watched a few on the internet, and they, um, well, I'll play it. I, I picked in a kind of, not one of them, a lot of their songs are in the 9 to 15 minute area. Yeah. So we're not going to punish you with that, but like I picked one of their lesser known ones off an album on Thin Wrist Records, which is an album, a label I'm unfamiliar uh, with. Hmm. Thin Wrist. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with as well yeah I, mean, I know the so, album yes. but i didn't realize it was on a label called thin wrist so i'm pretty sure it's on thin wrist okay. i was real and uh this song is called there's no such thing as a queen bee or there's no king. thing as a king bee no such thing as a king bee there's no such thing as a king bee yeah. by 75 dollar bill
I, you know, it's funny that you played them because I had been meaning to play them for a long time and I just never did. Um, well, what would you have played? Uh, you know, the songs that I had on my list were wooden, or sorry, from both from the Wooden Bag LP. Yeah, cool album. Hollis. Uh, that was like 2013 or something. Yeah. Like their, um, no, their second one, I think it's 2016. Well, Dave Martin will correct us. Hollis, which was, um, yeah, Dave Martin will correct us. I'm sure he will. Um, <laughs> uh, it's about six and a half minutes long. And then it's the our intro, fact-checking cuz. Intro slash. I love you, Dave. WZN number two. Um, those, it would have been one of those two, if not <laughs> maybe both of them. Um but yeah, just just a good band, um, kind of, you know. I, I sort of think of them as carrying on the spirit of uh, Sun City Girls in some ways. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, Torch of the Mystics, one of the best albums of all time, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's so many to go through right. with Sun City Girls, right? So, um, yeah. So, thank you for I'm playing. I'm uh, yeah, I'm Ohini. I have that seven. But I guarantee if a $75 bill like shows up at Mission Creek Festival in Iowa City, I'm making the road trip. And if they're playing at the. You guys don't have the Satyricon anymore. No. The, do you still have the bunk bar out there in Portland? Uh, I think so. I think you do. I think yeah. so. I think it's still around. If they pop up in Portland, you're going. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, if they, if they played Portland, I'd be there for sure. Yeah. Um,. So. All right. Well, I will. I like and... seventy-five dollar bill. Che Chun, he's a great guitar player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I will end the show with a current artist who put out an album last month. I guess no. We're we're. They're gonna go sub pop. I we're... know. I know this. You're gonna go sub pop. Uh, I mean, it's the thirty-fifth birthday of sub pop. I am. Yeah. So I was gonna say last month. You're but... the first. Sub Pop release. We're now um, the first day of April, so this was actually middle of February. This album came out. But hold on, like, do you know the first Sub Pop release? Um, Sub Pop One Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Hey, I yeah. live in the Northwest, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so yeah, I'll play something current. Maybe we'll end the show with something vintage from Sub Pop. Um, quintessential so quintessential far. but 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 yeah i'll play Lail, word of the night for me lael neal um she put out an album called acquainted with the night and lael neal like l to the a to the e to the l to the n e a l e on the end Lail that's correct lael neal um and yeah. i guess her story is um she was a songwriter she is a songwriter and she, uh, a couple years ago, picked up a, an instrument called the Omnichord. And oh, yeah, you know the Omnichord. Yeah, it's a little thing. You carry them around. They're big around here. A lot yeah. of artists use them around here. Yeah? Okay, so this whole album is her playing the Omnichord. Um, and she, she wrote songs all just kind of around that instrument. Uh, and this is, this is a song called Every Star Shivers in the Dark. Um, just a nice... Omnichordist. Yeah, nice, nice little song. This is it's a longer one, so sit back. It's like five and a half minutes. Not super long, but um, it's, it's got a nice little feel to it. So I think you'll like it. I hope you'll like it. Leo Neal, here you go.
You think about sub pop. You think about Bruce Pab, Bruce Pavitt and Jonathan Poman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were the founders. Right? You know, you know those dudes. I don't know. I met Bruce Pavitt once. Um, I drove him from Hoboken to New York um, in, I'm going to say, '91. Yeah. Was that when you were driving the bus? 
No, it's when I was um, driving people home from Maxwell's to <laughs> well, right. New York. I, I didn't mean you drove <laughs> you games. drove him in your bus. I just mean was that around the same time you were driving the bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was okay. when I was driving the bus in New York. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it, it, you know, I I will say this about that. And I thought it was good. Oh yeah. Um. Why her? Do you know what I mean? Like, like she's got. Where's she from? Why did uh, I think she lives in L.A.? I think she's from. She might be from Virginia. Let me look. Um, she's originally from rural Virginia. Um, rural Virginia. But she moved to L.A. about ten years ago. Hmm. Yeah. And Anyways, it's uh, she's she's good. Um, in the whole album, I, I, you know, that I feel song, like there's like that song has a drum machine. A lot of them don't. Um, you know, it's just it's a very pretty record. It's it's got a mood to it, um, and I just think she's, that's like a really current release. Really current came out about six weeks ago. Yeah, so sub pop like has gone from this what we're gonna play to that. Right. Right. It's just an interesting label, like, I mean, like, in, in millions of artists now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's, like, not like Tad, is it? No, it's it's definitely not like Tad. <laughs> it, 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 is, it, ha, it bears no resemblance to Cat. It's not like Swallow. It bears no resemblance to Cat Butt. Remember Cat yeah, Butt? Yeah, Cat Butt. <laughs> yeah, I never saw Cat Butt, but I, I didn't see Tad. I, I saw, saw Tad. I never saw Cat Butt, that's for sure. Um, you saw Tad, didn't you? I never good. saw Tad. No, I, I saw Tad at the Nine Thirty Club. What a brag that is! I saw Tad at the Nine Thirty Club, <laughs> the old one on Fourteenth Street. Anyways, let's thirty-fifth uh, birthday, boys, Bruce and Jonathan. Congratulations on a great thirty-five year run, and um, including uh, go to beds to my dear friends from Pittsburgh. That's the right. Bucks are one and zero. So, like, l- let me ask you a question, Mike. I like uh-huh. to do this to you. Yeah. Okay, so, like, it's a big sports weekend, you know, it like, is. I know sports is something, that obviously, I'm way more engaged in than you are, in general. Uh, sure, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I think me. that's that's fair, that's fair, I'm not, I'm, but I am not But you also value your opinions on sports. I wouldn't call myself know. a huge sports fan, but, um, but I do follow certain sports, so I'll put So, it like. Oh, so it's like Keeneland opening days tomorrow. Uh-huh. You got March Madness. Final yeah, four. Well, we got the final four. Do you yeah. know who's in the final four? Um, I know at least UCLA is in the final four. They're playing against Gonzaga. Okay. Gonz- they could be the first uh, undefeated national champion since 1976. Gonz- Gonzaga was um, or are in the same uh, conference as my alma mater, Santa Clara. Yeah, the Broncos. Yep. And, um, I mean, they're dominant. I mean, like I told Tony Ryan the other night, like at the start of the tournament, if you had to pick a 12-man team from everybody in the tournament, you would have picked four or five guys off Gonzaga. Yeah. That's how good good they are. Wow. Okay. And UCLA is a team of destiny. They upset Michigan the other night. And the other semifinal is uh, Houston and Baylor. And Baylor is clearly the second-best team in the country. But Houston's like, you know, and the Cougars, you know, like, it's a great, 
it's a great team. So like, it's exciting. So, and then there's of course opening day at baseball. Are you a baseball guy? Uh, oh yeah. I'm a baseball. I'm, I'm probably more of a baseball guy. Although I, you know, I have to say I haven't really been following it as much the last year or two, but, um, but yeah, definitely a baseball fan. Yeah. So who's your favorite team in baseball? Well, you know, growing up, I grew up in Southern California, so growing up I was a Dodger fan and I and and when I first started following baseball, the Dodgers lost two years in a row to the Yankees. So I was a Yankee hater and a Dodger fan. Um right. and that led me to so be, we're talking modern baseball, like Right, so right. Like so now, I'm kind of, now I'm sort of telling my story. So that that kind of led me to be a Red Sox fan as well, because they were often the team that could beat the Yankees in the Eastern Division. Um so you know, primarily Your baseball those, knowledge is very outdated. Those those were my two. Now um I'm I'm more just a kind of a casual fan, although I will say this. Um, due to working at DRF, I got to meet um, Mr. Rocco Baldelli, who is oh, yeah. um, a horse the manager of the, the manager of the Twins, yes, right? Yeah, you mentioned now, this on the show. Yeah. He's now the manager of the Twins. Um, so because Rocco's the greatest guy, nicest guy you could ever meet, um, I root for the twins just because um, I want him to do well and succeed. And um, he's not nicer than Elliot Honaker. Uh, I would put them right up there. Elliot, really, Elliot and Rocco, two of the nicest guys. <laughs> Elliot and Rocco. Yeah, you got to introduce them. Yeah, Rocco can afford. Rocco's. In, no, I think Rocco buys horses. He does. Oh yeah, he, he yeah. buys and Let's breeds horses. Up, uh, that, yeah. uh, that, uh, at the end of this podcast, <laughs> with all the music we played. <laughs> We got to hook up Rocco and Elliot. Rocco and Elliot can go in on buying buying a horse at Keeneland. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, I mean, Rocco has a different budget than I do. You know, that's and... true. Me too. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't know know where this went, but like, how about the Grand National? It's next weekend. Yeah. Have you have you you studied the form for the Grand National? I I, I have not. The we're, greatest we're, horse race in the world. We're I haven't. Um, we're going a little far afield. I think we were trying to end it with with some, a, a a vintage sub pop song. No, but I decided like you know I like to get to know you a little bit here. You know, it's like kind of a big weekend. So it like Keeneland opening day doesn't mean anything to you. Have you handicapped the card? Uh, I have not. Um, but me I may neither. Take, me neither. I, I may take a look. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it, it. You're right. It's like I remember being a kid, and this was like the time of year that excited me most. Uh, baseball's starting. Basketball's ramping up. You know, in like the playoffs. Kentucky Derby's thirty Kentucky, days away. Kentucky Derby's coming. Yeah, like this was. And I was never a whole. Remember when this podcast started? We used to do like court, like lengthy. Extended length horse racing previews. Um, yeah, we did. We did. We did do a, a derby and a breeders. Oh, Cup and one. a breeders' cup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When I was at Del Mar. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I will. I'll take us out <laughs> with a song yeah, yeah, from yeah. <laughs> what is arguably the greatest grunge record ever, and maybe my favorite sub pop release ever. Talk oh, about. Yeah. Talking about Super Fuzz Big Muff. I won't be selling mine. Yeah. Um, mud Honey. You may, uh, how many times did you... Tell me your Mud Honey stories. You've seen them before. I, You know, I 
don't think I ever got to see Mud Honey. Uh, oh, unfair! I've seen Nirvana. Were... I saw Nirvana twice, opening both times, um, but I never. I don't think I ever saw Mud Honey. Sadly, I know. It's they're quite good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, but yeah. um, but I do. We didn't to... blow them off the stage. We played before them a few times. Yeah, um, Matt, Dan, yeah, Mark, Turner guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Amazing. All what right. a four piece. Yeah. Uh, in and out of grace by Mud Honey. Good in, night. In and out of grace. Thank, thank you, Bob. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll end it strong with Mud Honey. Here you go. Yeah. I thought, I thought we'd finish it. We, we want to be free. We did. We, did. we want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded.
Up with Bob Whitaker. Power. Yeah, up with Bob Whitaker. If you've seen Mud Honey, you'd never forget it. Yeah, uh, I haven't. Um, yeah. Bob Whitaker. Love who's, you, mate. Who's Bob? Is he one of the Mud Honey dudes? Oh, he was the man, man. He was the tour manager. Ah, he was like the king okay. of the scene. Uh-huh, he was he's my Seattle host. Dude. Uh, <laughs> guy's the greatest. I, guess. I think he lives in the woods now. Yeah. Great guy. Okay. All right. Well, thank yeah, you, man. Whitaker. Whitaker with the two T's in the middle, man. Good show. Um, yeah. Be well. Love you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. We'll do this again yeah. soon. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right.